Hello and welcome to WonderPod, episode 168. It's just the two of us again this week, <laughs> so if you don't like the two-man shows, leave now! <laughs> uh, joining me this week, as always, is John. Two men making do part do. I think next week is going to be rather interesting, though, for several reasons. One... <laughs> Glacinator's got some splaining to do. That's all we're <laughs> going to say for this week. Two, he also ha- has turned 21, so happy birthday to him. Uh, I'm thinking he celebrated in a much more sedate way than I celebrated my 21st birthday. I was missing in action for three weeks after my 21st. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. Well, that's... Kind of a little bit of an exaggeration for com- comedic effect, but not much. Uh, also, to next week, so pay attention, super fan. Next week will be the merciful, or what I'm starting to believe is the merciful, <laughs> the merciful end of the Virtual Boy Challenge. Now, I may have said that we were going to do that this week. But I also may have said a lot of things. <laughs> um, but as the quote-unquote dungeon master, I have decided that I want Glycinator here live and whining. <laughs> um, and to be able to capture all that uh, in audio format. So we will be declaring a winner in the Virtual Boy Challenge next week. Um, I have also decided that cheating is completely acceptable, so... Whatever your conscience can stand, boys. <laughs> well, Roger told me he's he's uh, in the market for a Triforce, which I just picked up. I got one today, so you know. Yeah, but here's here's the here's the wrinkle. It, you can't tie, so you're gonna have to get both of them away from him. <laughs> if you mm. tie, I'm gonna buy myself a ten dollar game on Steam. Like I really need one after. Actually, I didn't. I didn't really. But, break the bank on the steam summer sale they really didn't have a lot i wanted um oh shit john i just thought of a third game of it so i i think next week it, the the show is going to predominantly feature glacinator and i have this sneaking suspicion said in such a way as to imply that i know way more than i'm saying uh <laughs> i'm looking at it right now uh that he's probably going to be rather uh flustered and embarrassed for most of the show would be my guess still he is off this week to see a bob dylan concert i'm not sure if he's aware that from what i know of attending dylan concerts that even if you aren't smoking pot you're probably going to get high anyway uh (laughs) so there may be even more hijinks to make fun or to give him hell about before the week is over um, for those of you that are doubting the veracity of being able to get high by simply being somewhere, well, it's obvious you haven't lived much. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of when I saw Guns N' Roses and Metallica at Day on the Green. There were some people to my left that I think had an entire pharmacy because I saw a pot go by and I passed on it. And I saw amphetamines go by. And you have to understand, it's Grandpa Bruce here. This was right before the meth meth uh, uh, craze or epidemic, if you'd like to call it that. And then I saw some cocaine go by on a, on a piece of cardboard. And so being a smartass, I said, hey, <laughs> somebody want to send me a beer? 
I'm not kidding when I say they had that too. A bottle of Heineken appeared in my hand not 20 seconds later. I didn't even look over <laughs> to the left. <laughs> I just know that in the section of seats we had, not in the mosh pit, but fairly close to the front, uh, there were a lot of fucking happy people uh, doing a lot of different things. <laughs> but it was the, you know, we used to say it was the 80s. But the mm-hmm. 90s really weren't much better. <laughs> no. The fashions got slightly better. Slightly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a stretch too. Um but but the behavior I actually do feel sorry a slightly sorry for people like Glacinator who are now turning twenty one because I don't even think they can get away with half the shit we got away with. Mm. And we're not talking well, in some cases it's probably just as well they can't, but um we're not even talking a decade. Well, we're okay. We're talking closer to twenty years, but still, to a certain extent, it's almost sad to me. Um, but I suppose the upside is more brain cells and <laughs> and and less public indecency, intoxication, and <laughs> having to deal with the police. <laughs> I'm not saying that any of those involved me. That will, you'll never find that out, or at least the truth. Come on, it's a radio show. But we are going to discuss at least some games this week. It's going to be a little bit of a mixed bag on WonderPod. But let's start off with what we've been playing. John, what do, or actually, I think what we've been watching as well. I think John's actually got a mixed bag for us in the first uh, first shot out of the gate. What what you been up to this week? Let's call it that. Yeah, well... Well, basically, uh, for for whatever reason, I really didn't sit down and do a lot of gaming, and I don't know if that's a bit of an internal or a subconscious, you know, giving myself a break. But uh, but uh, what I ended up doing a lot this past weekend was watching some horror movies, and um, the first one on Friday I watched uh, Paranormal Activity Four, which just got added to Netflix Canada. So I watched that, and we, it's uh, well, Wanda and I watched that, I should say, and we. You know, we've been enjoying those movies, you know, since since the very first one we saw that in the theater, and you know, while the formula is is perhaps wearing a bit thin, for me, well, you know, I watched those movies just to see, you know, the explanations of of what's going on. So, you know, you know, I I don't think it's a spoiler to say that those movies are about a ghost who haunts this family, uh, or particularly. A woman uh, and 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 uh, and kind of possesses her to do these awful things. But in the meantime, you'll see in every movie, you know, a house is is being haunted by by the, by the spirit, and you know, things are moving. Like just for whatever scenario they set up, there are camera stationary cameras set up in the house, and and you get to see from each camera different angles of the same location, and you know, uh, doors will slam, uh, or you know. You'll see something that's kind of indicating a footprint along the floor behind somebody that they don't notice. So you get to be kind of like a, a, a sort of like a voyeur into what into what into this household that's being haunted. And you know, at first that was what got me to watch the movie, just how creepy that would be. And uh, but now it's turned into you know, where is the story going? How are they going to explain you know how the how the how the ghost moves from house to house and and the family to family at this point, and so you know, this movie was okay. Um, it, it was it was more focused on, on on a neighboring family who who was close by to 
I don't want to spoil it because you know the story is kind of interesting, but you know it's a neighboring family to to the central family, and they're being haunted for whatever reason. And they and and but this time, rather than someone setting up surveillance cameras in their home because they're afraid of you know ro- uh, robbers and stuff, it's kind of like cell phone cameras and you know uh, laptop cameras and stuff set up in uh, you know that people used for Skype and that kind of thing that you see what's going on behind them. So it's a, a little bit of a different twist, but a similar theme. Um, it was okay. You know, serviceable. There's another one coming out this year, I think, this October, probably. Um, so, you know, they're really getting some some mileage out of these movies. And, you know, I, I, they're not great, but they're, but they're fine, you know. So, you know, I would, I'd recommend to watch it if you're a fan of the series. Uh, but the the more interesting one that I watched, uh, I I picked up the new Evil Dead uh, film, the the remake um, of the of the of the nineteen eighty I think eighty one classic or eighty two classic uh, slasher film, or as not really a slasher film, but there is a lot of gore. Um, in this one, this you know it, it it's it takes place in a cabin in the woods, just like the original Evil Dead movie does. But this time, there, there's no Ash character. It's actually it's still a group of teens go into the woods, and someone finds the Book of the Dead and reads a passage. Like the same, some of the setup is the same, but in this one, like the premise is that the you know the main girl and her friends are going into the woods, to, uh, into this cabin, to help her detox from uh, from a heroin addiction, help her kick the habit. And so what kind of happens is that she's already in a weakened, you know, mental state because of her, of her, um, you know, withdrawal. And I guess she becomes more of a susceptible victim of, of the demon. And, you know, a, a lot of similar beats go down in this movie, you know, from the, from, the, from the original. So if you're a fan of the original, you'll see the little nods and winks to you. But this is not funny. I mean, in the same way, the, the original Evil Dead was you know, I guess meant to be a serious horror film and ended up, you know, just by virtue of perhaps it being lower budget and, and, um, you know, a little bit, a little bit over, you know, overacted ended up, you know, unintentionally being a little bit funny, unlike Evil Dead 2, which was certainly, you know, brought the slapstick or the splat stick, as I've heard, heard it called, uh, into the, into the mix. Uh, this one tries to be serious and grab you by the throat and really show you some uh, disturbing stuff. It's not. It's, I don't want to call. I, I I I can't really lump it into the same uh, thing as like Hostel and Saw. It's not like torture porn. It's 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 a you know grotesque you know ball to the wall horror movie of of uh, possession and you know just the craziness that goes on. Um, yeah, it's 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 done by it's done by Sam. Like, oh, it's not directed by Sam Raimi, but he is a producer, and Bruce Campbell, who played Ash, is a producer on this as well. And you can tell that they have, you know, their 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 loving touch uh, to make sure it, it stays true is there. And the, the the director actually is interesting, Bruce. He uh, this is a guy who has never directed a, fe- a feature film before. Uh, they found him. Uh, he had this viral video that that uh, he made. It was a for like. A, I want to say like six or eight hundred bucks. He 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 made this five minute animated short of um, 
robot, giant robots attacking uh, his city. I, I think he's from South America. I can't remember what city it was, but anyway, these giant robots come down and they blow the place up, and it's you know there's a military come back and blah blah blah. blah. Only five or six minutes long, but it was really impressive and amazing what he could do with such a low budget. And I think that's kind of what you know caught the eye of Raimi because that's how they made the original Evil Dead. They they had very little money. I think they made that film for sixteen thousand bucks is what I is the number I think I heard, and uh, which is nothing in terms of making a film. But this one, you know, obviously it costs a lot more money. There's a, you know, it's very slick looking. It's very well well produced. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if it's better or not. I think I want to watch the original again and, and just do a direct comparison because my, my favorite movie of the set is Evil Dead Two, and I and I and I do enjoy it for the for the way that they managed to to, to splice in the, uh, the the slapstick humor uh, in, at times, and um, but this one is is definitely enjoyable if you want to get creeped out and grossed out. Um, yeah, it's it's really gory, <laughs> really really gory at times, and uh, but but kind of the as strange as to say, it's kind of the gore that makes you smile because they're because they're uh, playing to the. To the, to you know, the, the deadheads, the deadites who really who really enjoy this kind of movie. So, yeah, really enjoy. I, I, I really did like it. So, yeah, check it out if you're if you're an Evil Dead fan. But don't expect to laugh because it's it's not funny at all. Well, I don't even think I hold Evil Dead Two like as its own thing. It is. Yeah, it's loosely tied into the original, and I don't even think a, a direct comparison between the original. And this current one, like I've seen the trailers for this current one, it's coming out to like on demand or DVD or something like right now. And I saw a trailer for it the other night. And so then I went to YouTube and watched some more trailers for it. This is totally independent of John planning on talking about this. We don't, we're not that organized. We didn't discuss this at all. I just it happened to catch my eye, and the reason it happened to catch my eye is there's one shot in the trailer where this very well done makeup being peeks out from under a step. Oh, yeah. And it says a very nasty line in the right kind of voice for an undead creature. And I, I immediately flashed back to it. And yeah. oh, to the yeah. clown sticking up out of the drain. Fuck you if you think that's spoilers. Oh, shit. I forgot that. This was going to be douche week. I'm changing the curse, my cussing rules. I can only use douche this week. We're 20 minutes into the show, and I said fuck once, but twice now. But from here on in, it's douche week. I'm only going to use the, the word douche combined with some other word from here on in. I came up with this bit to entertain myself while I'm doing the show, so that's what I'm going to do this week. Anyway, my point is, is that, that, that kind of scare can do so much more for a film. You know, and to me, I mean, when I saw Evil Dead 2, and I saw it on VHS, and they're like, oh, it's a scary movie, and I'm like, it, it's not. It's a comedy. No. No, it it's... is like the funniest, most, it's almost a parody on horror. Mm-hmm. Because of what what happens, you know, I mean, the whole concept of <laughs> just... I, I'm trying to decide if I want to spoil Evil Dead 2 or not. I mean, it's such a geek classic, it almost seems like that'd be impossible. But it, it just... Let me put it this way. Once you throw in time traveling, it's over. 
it's not. It's just you can't take it seriously as a horror film anymore. There's a couple scenes. Um, there's this the scene when there's the scene when he gets the what the hell did they call that? They didn't call it the Book of the Dead, like the evil Nomicon oh, or, or the the the, the, ne- the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon. When he gets that, that scene is spooky. Mm-hmm. Right up until he tries to grab the damn book, and then it just becomes funny again because it's like a Bruce Campbell. If they put some other actor in that role, it might have it might have turned out different. But Bruce Campbell. As much as I spend a lot of times railing against the current crop of geek gods, yeah, for as far as I'm concerned, very good reason with some, uh, Bruce Campbell is. Yeah. He will always be to me. And maybe that's because of my age. But <laughs> there was nobody else <laughs> that I could think of that would have been able to do what he did in that film. Mm-hmm. Because his body language when he's <laughs> battling a fucking book. Da, did it again. <laughs> a, a douche book. Yeah, and see, that's why this is going to be fun, because this is, it's going to be almost impossible. When he's, I mean, you just, you, it's almost like professional wrestling. The way you sell <laughs> what the book is doing is what's going to sell the scene. Mm-hmm. Because the concept, even if it's reanimated, even if it's somehow been brought, or I guess not even re, even if the book becomes animated, it becomes a living thing. It's a book. Yeah. Fire is <laughs> like its most mortal enemy, <laughs> magical or not. So to be able to sell that sense of funny, but at the same time that this book is actually a threat to you, you know. Yeah, and of course the main villain is the most ludicrous. You know, he's like Doctor Evil in 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 um, Austin Powers. You know, to me. Do you mean you mean the the main like the main demon who's in there the most? You mean? Well, the the skeletal dude. Oh, you're 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 thinking of Army of Darkness, but you're right. Or Army of Darkness, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, yeah the the. Uh... No, yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Evil Dead Three, but not really. Well, it is to me. Yeah. Well, I guess it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. I guess it is really. But yeah, uh, yeah. Because that's right. I I apologize. Yeah, because I'm sure the audience, some of the audience members, are already caught up. Yeah, because the scenes I'm thinking of that that spooked me. That's right. Evil Dead Two didn't even spook me at all. There was a couple in Army of Darkness. But truthfully, the 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 main demon in Evil Dead Two is about an incompetent bumbling moron as well. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in Army of Darkness where that where his jaw won't work. Yeah, that is just I I can sit here and picture it in my head and I'm I'm doing all I can to just not start laughing because it's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> you know, but all of that that whole concept that but that I guess it's I I kind of wondered I somebody told me that they were doing an Evil Dead remake and that they were it was not going to be like the original and. They were up in arms about it. And it's like, why can't we do different things? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I, I have on my list of I got to see it as soon as possible. Um, Oz the Great and Powerful. 
because everybody shat all over it, and it's like, wait a minute here. <laughs> you know, there's some pretty decent actors in this movie. What happened here? Was it people's expectations, or was it really crap? You know, because, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people know that The Wizard of Oz is like 14 fucking books. And that the original was an amalgamation of 14 books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's like, what's going on here? Uh, you know, so I really want to see that movie. I'm usually, and I guess it makes me contrarian, and fair enough, but I kind of have a point in my contrarianness. Usually when people start, you know, unless it's just obvious, utter, didn't care, didn't even make an attempt to, you know, make something good. You know, when somebody tries to take it, take something and make it their own, uh, I'm much more interested in seeing it, even if everybody else is shat all over it, because then I want to, I, I want to see what they're giving me. You know, and yeah. because I mean, wasn't it Ted Raimi? There's two of them. Yeah, Ted, Ted is is Sam's brother. Yeah, yeah wasn't Ted? he? Wasn't Go he ahead. the wasn't he the original? I think Evil Dead One. I think he. Let me oh see. my God, Ted, Ted has played so many different roles. I think. I mean, even in Army Army of Darkness alone, I think he plays four different characters. Right, right. Like he like he's the guy in the suit almost every time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I think Ted. Let's see, Evil Darkness One. Here's 1980. I I I M B D or D B. I thought he wrote the original. Uh, uh, there's an Ivan Raimi who who is more uh, hands-on behind the scenes with Sam, I think. But How many Ted, of them Ted, are Ted, there? Ted, I think there's three. I think, and Ted, I think, is the guy who takes most of the abuse on screen, other than other than uh, Bruce, of course. Right. Oh, oh, that's the oh, that's the other great thing in the Army of Dark uh, Army of Darkness is when when the woman turns. <laughs> I remember sitting there looking at the TV screen. Going, oh, fucking seriously! Oh, I did it again. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I should have picked the easier word to start this shtick. Um, I, I mean, it was cheese, but it was the it, like after getting the words "oh, seriously" out of my mouth, it's like okay, fair enough. I'm back along for the ride now. <laughs> <laughs> my inner critic is satisfied. Okay, and then it just became funny again. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, that's Yeah, when you guys said you were watching horror I mean I guess I guess the original or I guess the remake is pretty scary. Yeah. Like I, I mean one cool thing about that the new one, um is like like it's not that it's done cheaply, but all the effects are, are pretty what pretty much all makeup and, and puppets kind of deal. Like rather than CGI all, all over the place. It's it's all like like when there's you know lots of blood. It's actual blood and not and not you know CGI blood that I, you see sometimes. Like I've watched movies where people get shot in the chest and then you know the blood splatter is some CGI you know bullshit. And I don't know like it, it's so much more effective when it's the real like something tangible. I Again, and this is bringing up another geek god, or, or I guess he is, that, that <laughs> I actually admire most of the time. Adam Savage has talked about the the rise of CGI, and this is coming from a guy who worked at Industrial Light and Magic toward the tail end of their 
you know, empire model, actual modeling things. Uh, yeah, when it comes to effects, a lot of times, especially in a in a gore movie, I really get pissed off when it's CGI. Because mm-hmm. there's just something... Uh, I, I love computers, obviously. I spend an inordinate amount of time on them. But there's just something about <clears throat> the splatter from violence against a, a human or an undead or whatever that you're not... that a computer just can't match. Yeah. You know, that that it doesn't... It's not something you can put an algorithm to and get a predictable good result each time. That's going to look realistic. Yeah, I'm much more for actors or stuntmen in costume and good makeup mm-hmm. in a horror film than I ever am CGI. Like I mean, co- that... Like costumes, prosthetics, like the whole world. I mean, every, every time someone, you know gets you know, injured or or hurt by some by some grotesque means it's it's not like a cgi deal it's you know some 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 uh, appendage you know that someone made is being ripped up or cut up or whatever and it looks it looks way better it looks more way more realistic well and the good thing is is you have people like the Ramis and Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro who are still old school i guess i should throw Pete Jackson into that a little bit because he kind of is Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff he's doing, though, it's almost impossible to do without CGI. <laughs> I mean, I, I I tend to think of Peter Jackson as that same way, but uh, you're not doing the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit without some CGI. Sadly, well, well, the thing the, the thing about Jackson is, is that at least for his part, his movies seem to use CGI very effectively, very realistically, compared to some who I don't know whether they cheap out or they don't, you know go all the way with it to try to make it as realistic as possible but his stuff tends to be a little more a little more true well and that's the thing when i i, I watched all three of the lord of the rings uh, yes my nerd card's gonna be pulled i still haven't seen the hobbits um i think being at the, i think the audience at the all three rings movies which i happened to see in three different towns uh, it just turned me away from wanting to watch. It was almost like being at a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. That's not what I. I mean, when I if I I have seen Rocky Horror live at a theater, I expect going. I I expect going in what's going to happen. Other movies, I really don't want that particularly. Uh, I don't want elves running around in the middle of the. You know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but. Mm. When I thought I, I watched them all again on DVD and looking like at the trance, it's like, well, okay, there are some things that CGI, they should be CGI, you know. I mean that that to me it was kind of like, well, okay, you know, and and I swear, and I've had arguments with people, I swear a lot of the large battle scenes in the Lord of the Rings were filmed with. Uh, inordinate amount of extras and then just doubled mm-hmm. I, I I you know obviously when 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 uh, Orlando blooms swinging off a of freaking were those like some kind of bastardized elephant what the hell were those things they were riding the like, olifants yeah thank you yeah they were basically woolly mammoths with a cool name Tol- Tolkien gave them um, hmm. uh, you know obviously that's got to be CGI a little bit, but a little uh, bit. Yeah. I I think I swear a lot of the ba- uh, huge battle scenes were just live extras and doubled. 
it really felt if it's not if it did if it was in fact CGI then bravo because I I when I do go th- see things in theaters I try to just watch it to watch a movie but I'm horrible to watch a DVD with because I'm like stop that <laughs> back that up I want to watch that again what the hell oh okay continue thankfully neighbor fred across my across the street is much like i am and so we just drive his poor wife nuts because she's like would you two stop what (laughs) we've only watched this scene five times so what's the problem so so anything on the video game front we've now done 30 minutes on because that's i mean pat last week's like oh you guys did really good with the two-man show yeah it's because john and i tend to like some things and so it's the same and so we (laughs) we tend to just pretty much do whatever uh, honestly, just a little bit of Animal Crossing and and pretty minimal of that actually. You know, I had my little rant last week about about grinding, and I really didn't do a whole lot of that <laughs> to be honest. So you know, I paid off a couple of things. I I bought a bunch of turnips on Sunday, so I'm I've been checking my turnip prices all week long, and I'm and I'm uh, I've been ignoring uh, prices that have been good. I, I bought them for ninety five. I'm I'm seeing prices as good as one hundred and thirty. I'm Holding out for something a little more, uh, a little bit better. Um, hopefully that happens. But otherwise, you know, I really can't say much. I did get this new thing called a, a dream suite, which I, I'm not entirely sure what it does. But it's like a, a house on my main street where you can go in, and I think you can download alternate towns that like that are available and just experience the game in different ways than than the norm than the norm and. Uh, they might even tell a story in different ways. I'm really not sure how it works, but I might, I might report a little bit more on it next week after I check it out. But Hold on, I'm checking with our expert if he's not being chased by the police. Eh. Um, I bet I get like an answer I don't want to read on air. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny listening to some of you Animal Crossing players because it's like oh, you sound a lot of cases you you guys sound like um you sound like farmers at the local coffee shop <laughs> you do i mean what's a hey bob what's the price of walnuts you know because that's one of the crops we grow around here and it's like uh, I'm, I'm watching people extremely bright people who play a lot of different games but on hey what'd you get for turnips this week <laughs> In my social media, it's just like, oh my god! I live in two different separate worlds for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he answered boobed anteater. That's not really helpful. <laughs> I just asked Glacinator what the dreams. What's the dream sweep? Sweet, and he said boobed anteater. Oh yeah, there, yeah. I think the, I think when you talk to a boobed anteater in there. Uh, okay, you you had it absolutely right. Um, he must be he must be yeah he's on mobile. That's why I I I, I can't take anything though. Why do I have this feeling he downloaded somebody's town Virtual Boy to try and get it? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna type. Yep, that's right. You're gonna listen to me. Uh, yeah, because you had it absolutely right though. That does the thing really have boobs? I thought this was a family game. Oh, I I think he means she has a bit of you know, she's some junk in the trunk probably. That's <laughs> yeah, her, but junk in, in the design. trunk indicates something that's quite a way away, quite a ways away from boobies. Oh, unless, oh, 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 fair enough. Yeah. Unless my ant eater anatomy is incorrect, <laughs> then in which case tally ho. Uh huh. 
<laughs> Did you see the response when I said I asked him if he tried Virtual Boy Theft, and he just went ha <laughs> with a bunch of dots. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, Boston is like totally—he's turning into a thug, which I think is awesome. His mom ever hears this, I'm probably a dead man. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not already. Anyway, if he gets a tattoo, we'll worry. Uh, <laughs> or joins the Navy. <laughs> I just had this real. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get back to Glacian Airlines next week when he's here live to squirm. Um, as to what I've been playing, <sighs> I downloaded a game on Steam called Nomoria, and it was only like $2.99, but here's the thing. It's the same damn game as Towns, which I talked about like uh, four months ago. It's essentially a town building exercise. You mine for minerals and so on and so forth. The thing is, is it was worth the two ninety nine because Nomoria is um, basically it's just a little better done. And the thing that I like about it in comparison to Towns is the fact that I, you can turn it peaceful. My problem with Towns when I played that was the simple fact that when you just... It never fe it felt like a Zerg rush for those of you that have played StarCraft. It, it, it felt like there was not enough time before enemies started or environmental things started killing your townsfolk. And so... After you get through the learning curve of Nomoria, you tend to, and I'm saying that gnome as in, you know, the race of people in fantasy RPGs, you tend to you tend to be okay if you play on Peaceful. And it looks like, I haven't done it yet, but it looks like you can switch it up as you go along. Um, and I, my biggest problem with it is, is it... it I'm I'm a little impatient. It seems to take quite a while where you're not doing you as the player are not doing anything and that that tends to bug me just a little bit. It's it's not what I'd call the greatest thing ever. Um so I I don't know. I it'll be interesting. For 2.99 you really can't beat the price, so I'm going to say it's a pretty good thing. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I, I was also to be quite honest, a little bit surprised that there wasn't any groaning and moaning about the fact that it was kind of like towns, another game that's on steam. And I think they both came up through the green light initiative. Don't quote me on that with Nomoria. I know that towns did. Um, the other thing I've been playing a lot of this week is Cube World. I actually have been playing with a group on a private server. Um, it's a group of people I play Worm with, and it's a lot of fun when you play in a group. I, I think what I want to say about Cube World right now is if you really want to get the most out of the alpha, you really need to play with a group of people. Um, I learned a lot more. I leveled up a lot more. I had a lot more fun. We were all on a program that's known as TeamSpeak, um, and so you know, making fun of each other and and having a blast and doing missions and and other things that you can do in Cube World Alpha. So right now, I think it's it's really kind of you need more people. I'm having the same feelings that Glacinator does about Minecraft. Is that you know, it's kind of boring on my own, but when I'm playing with a group, it's cool. 
I think as the people behind Cube World add stuff to it, it will, you know, I think it will be more Minecraftian in that you can play by yourself and, and have a really good time and then drop in with your friends and have a, you know, just as good a time. It just, I, it's interesting because I'm, unlike Minecraft that had a whole team, Cube World is being literally developed by a husband and wife. And so I, th- I think, I think going off the standards of what Minecraft and Worm, if you play that, uh, as far as updates go, probably you're probably going to get a little frustrated. The, the only real thing I'd like to see them do right now is allow us to remap the keyboard. And because right now the button for your healing potions, I really hit accidentally quite a bit trying to reach for other buttons because it's the Q button and one, two, three are your special attacks and, and um, other abilities that you have. And I hit it way too much and I'd really like it to be something else. Um, but they say that's coming in a few, in a not too distant future update. So I'm, 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 I'm maintaining my patience with Cube World. I really like the voxel art. I really like how it looks. So, and, and, and again, it's a real blast. I've had a lot on my plate this week, kind of like John, or kind of like, so kind of like John, I haven't really been playing a ton of video games. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I get an opportunity to play with this group on uh, this coming weekend. I mean, it's kind of difficult because a lot of them are in Europe and, and, other regions of the U.S. and so getting all the time sorted out is kind of herding like herding chickens or cats. Uh, <clears throat> and then finally, the last game I played, and the game that is impressing me more and more the deeper I get into it is Dos X: Human Revolution. Uh, two reasons it's impressing me: I just went through a dialogue chunk that gave me a, a massive amount of options and opportunities to dictate the course of the conversation kind of like mass effect except i think even deeper and and the thing i liked about it is it felt very real um without going into specifics because they would be spoilers i guess uh, it just came very alive to me and i guess to put it this way the theme of, of the entire conversation and this entire probably next chunk that I'm going to do of the game is, is be careful what you wish for, you know, be careful what you ask about. Some things, some things really <laughs> don't need to see the light of day. And in a lot of cases, I think that applies to everyday life and to a lot of people's fascinations with certain things. But uh, the other thing that I really appreciate about, Dos X is just before that conversation cutscene or whatever you like to call it. Um, I was tasked with a mission where it was painfully obvious that going the stealth route for the first bit of it was just really the only way to do it without an unholy amount of trouble. <laughs> and so I have also learned that thinking on your feet and not just relying on one stealth weapon um, because you have everything from dart guns to crossbows that fire with, you know, precision and accuracy and quietness is really key and figuring out your tactical plan it's almost a shame that it's, it's an RPG because I could see some of this 
in the right circumstances being a hell of a lot of fun to play multiplayer. And and this is coming from someone who generally tends to rail against stuffing multiplayer and everything because that's the way the world works. I think that's bullshit. But as it stands, it's a single-player game, and, and so I, I'm just having an inordinate amount of fun with... And again, I have to give credit to Squeenix and, and whoever else was involved, and it's escaping me now, that when you do finally decide to use a military term, go loud and start just shooting up the joint, everything you snuck past doesn't attempt to maul you as well, which I have had happen in some games. Or you fail the mission entirely. You know, most So far, at least, most of the goals I have been given in this game uh, really give you a lot of freedom to do what you think is best. And I really appreciate that from a video game where I'm given the opportunity to look at what I've got in front of me and go, okay, this is what I need to do. And then just save off then. And if that doesn't work, go back and try it again. I mean, obviously you're going to run into the frustration where on attempt 19, you can't figure out what the hell you need to do to escape or to complete your objectives. But um, it also really reminds me a lot of the, the shit Tom Clancy game I played earlier this year that I was the only one that played it, well, at least of our crew, and I really enjoyed it um, because it just... Ah, uh, Tom Clancy Ghost Recon Future Soldier, you know, the one that Black Ops 2 ripped off. Uh, <laughs> because that also gave you a lot of tactical freedom to decide what you were going to do and how you were going to go about it. It was a little less forgiving than the Sex Human Revolution is, but... I, I'm I'm pretty impressed overall with this X, and <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I, I it's funny because I get tend to get pretty overloaded. I have to take it in pretty small chunks. I start getting worn out after a while, and I think some of that has to do with the stealth stuff. I'm not very patient. <laughs> I'm sitting there chanting, "Move, you stupid fucking guard!" Because, <laughs> damn it! It sounds yeah. like Bruce that you would really dig uh, Dishonored if you if you like Deus Ex. Um... And with with in Dishonored, there's there's an, there's another level of freedom. Like you can, with the uh, sort of the magic stuff, you can integrating that into your into your plans as well. is is pretty cool. I'm kind of hoping the folks at Thief that are making the current Thief game, it's not the same crew that did it before, because that was Looking Glass, and then the one I've got on Steam, I forget who in the hell did that. I think it might have been Ion Storm, which was team members from Looking Glass. Or something of that, or maybe it was Ion Storm and then somebody after that. But anyway, the the original studio that did Thieve, the early Thieves, uh, I know are now defunct. And, and I'm kind of hoping they do that with the Thief series. Because that was the one thing that was lacking from it. I would always really get frustrated with Thief because it just didn't give you enough options. Mm -hmm. um, my only bitch with those X is the limited ammo. Because there are some cases where you have to spray and pray. And yeah, you're not going to be able to do that for very long. Yeah. Um. And and I'm, if the if the battle you are in is conducive to limited ammo, or you're painfully aware of it from word go, so you don't get into the panic fire, just pull the trigger down. Then I'm okay with it, and and that's kind of been the case of, with with those X from Word Go. Uh, yeah, Dishonored. I think the only thing that's different from everything I've heard about it is the uh, citizen factor. 
mm-hmm. you know, how the world view, kind of like Fable. It seems to me Dishonored borrowed a little bit from Fable in the whole, you know, good person, bad person thing. Yeah. Um, but if I can keep that balance like I did in Fable, then Dishonored, okay, fair enough. I'll, uh, yeah. But that's what I want because, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, the one thing that always made me giggle about Splinter Cell and some of the Michelin, Mission and Michelin, yeah, well, that's about what I thought of one of the actors. Mission Impossible movies is, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. You know, Rainbow Six is a more, the Rainbow Six games, most of them are a more telling, um, especially both the Vegas games, are a more, much more telling example of how it probably works in the real world, you know. You go in as quiet as you can, and then eventually it just comes to the point where you ain't got too many options. Except start shooting dudes, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 so I, as somebody who's very much a historian or enjoys not a historian but enjoys history and 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 kind of understands at least on paper tactics and things of that nature, it it's it's nice when something gives me the freedom to to be able to, you know, just at a moment's notice go, okay, this ain't working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or my impatience level reaches its, or my patience level reaches its end, because um, the particular level I'm thinking of, John, there were two huge old mechs in there. That's like, oh yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> I think we'll be sneaking past you, you know. <laughs> so that's really all I've been playing. Um, oh, what do we want to do first? What do we want? Let's do the Microsoft thing. Microsoft sure. things first. Um, the first one is an update, and that's basically this comes. Or I got the info for this topic from Eurogamer. I'm tired of giving credit to them, to anybody, because uh, <laughs> everybody's got this news. Um, the Xbox One family sharing feature may return, is what Microsoft is saying, and and, and I think this is a good thing. Um, that's just more of an announcement for the folks that when we talked about it last time, but. Here's the thing that the thought that's been in my head for uh, several weeks, John, is is this as this whole scenario with Microsoft and the Xbox One been just a really bad calculation on Microsoft's part? And from this perspective, were they really in their own corporate insulated way attempting to prepare gamers for fully digital? And they just muffed it horribly. Yeah, like it's just, it's. It seems to me like all like there was a there was a checklist of things that that someone wanted at the boardroom table or at the at the stockholders meeting or whatever you want to call it that that'll make make you know they've so confident in how the 360 is done. Well, we've got we're going to do so well with this thing. This new one. Here's what we want. Here's where we wanted to go, and we're gonna make it happen because we're number one. And boom, this is. I mean, the the whole X, calling it the Xbox 180 thing. Like, it's the more and more the more things that come out about it now, the more that's so true. It's it, it's kind of crazy. It's true, but it's so pathetic. It is. When it, you see, no, no, I mean from the perspective of when you see profession, what are supposed to be professional sites. Using tags like Xbox 180 and Xbone, it's like, how in the fuck can you claim you have a job? And who's paying you so I can punch them? 
By the way, the I'm I'm gonna have to retool on the only using one curse word because it's not working, and it's not gonna get any better here in a minute. Um, for those of you keeping score at home, uh, I do want to do that though. I really want to force myself to do that because it, I mean, you add when you add object adjectives to things, you know, mm-hmm. it it could be fun, but I'm having a really tough time with it. My brain's just not in that mode tonight uh it's it's the case of thinking something would be really funny on monday yeah (laughs) and then (laughs) by the time you get around because that's the thing i mean we don't ever we don't have scripts i i very rarely use bullet points and they always sound like ass to me (laughs) when i'm editing the show so shit that i just for my part shit that i just come up with in my head for monday tuesday wednesday and thursday it's pretty much comes out (laughs) (laughs) when we show up here Thursday and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Uh, And I would really not want to do it any other way (laughs) anyway. But I really think that, that Microsoft was, it was their goal. And then that's the thing. You cannot get people to understand how insulated the boardrooms are. Cause they're, I mean, you know, calling them out of touch is so redundant at this point that you, duh, how has that not been obvious? I mean, again, you want to see how often shit like this has happened. Mm-hmm. Go back and read the Penny Arcade archives. That's all I'm going to say. You go back and look. GameCube, the original Xbox, PS2, the you know Sega, and, and their consoles, they've all had these problems. And yet, outside of Sega, they're all still here today and producing. Are the stakes getting a little higher? Our profit margins and, 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 and things like, you know, Microsoft had a loss at, at, at Wall Street and idiots in social media who don't understand shit and thing one about economics or how stocks work are going, see, Microsoft's just, they're done, they're done with no concept of what they're talking about. Uh, I think that the, 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 the consequences are getting closer and closer to being really big trouble for any of these guys. But I think this is just, a, again, another case of they didn't understand or didn't re- or didn't prepare well enough for what the reaction was. But my core thinking is, is they were really wanting to go all digital this generation and not long after it was, you know. And to their mind, no use games, you know, just slowly choking off physical product. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was their goal is we're done with physical. But, but see, that's just it. They tried to do it in a sneaky way that enraged gamers too much, and that's the problem. We're going to go all digital. Everybody talks about it. Everybody kind of understands that it's coming, but yet there's going to be backlash when it happens because gamers are fickle. Yeah, I I, I think they just went, uh, went, about it, uh, went about it a little too heavy-handed. I, I... Oh, totally. I'm not, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I, I'm trying to peel apart what, what the you know, jugheads at MS were thinking, but I am in no way, shape, or form of defending them. They they totally went about it wrong. And in the next Xbox thing we're going to do, you know, they're, they're competitors more than anything as far as I'm concerned. I think public opinion paid, played a part, just like the last time we talked about this crap. But I really think what got through to them was not the peasants with the torches and the pitchforks, but their competitors and the possibility of losing their ass even worse. Mm-hmm. You know, sales numbers to people that make the decisions at Microsoft. 
sales numbers and potential bloodletting financially are far more important to them than you will Iowa you or I will ever be. The difference is is we're not naive enough to think that's not the case. You you know what I mean? We we understand who you know we understand. At least I feel that you do, John, knowing you, is, you know, and doing the show as long as we have. We're not naive enough to think that we're not doing business with the devil to a certain extent. Mm. And I'm talking with any of them. You know, you're, you're kind of not really in a safe, happy, friendly boat with any of them. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Which leads us to their other change of direction. And I totally believe this had more to do with Valve and Sony than it ever did. Idiots like Lauren Lanning. Indy, my fucking ass. Um, for those of you that don't know, and I'm going to lead into this now and get my rant out of the way. Lauren Lanning, who created the Odd World series, uh, pretty much pissed all over them at Sony's press conference at E3, and then pretty much this week said that Microsoft doesn't understand what it's doing and is has no love for indies and this, that, and the other thing. I got news for you, Lauren. I seem to recall, again, thank you, Penny Arcade, during um, uh, Odd World... What the, what the, which one was it? Hold on, folks. Sorry. We're just going to have to... Uh, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, which came out for the original Xbox. There was a lot of kerfuffle at the time about you bitching about the amount of money you were being paid. And yet now, sir, you want to pretend that you're indie. You're not indie. <laughs> Notch at this point is more indie than you are, jackass. And on top of that, you have been intimate with Microsoft since the original Xbox. So... The p potential that you have an axe to grind, <laughs> you know, a side agenda in your rantings, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. <laughs> Same as the clown that made Fez. Mr. Oh, I'm not going to release a patch. Too bad you broke, bought my broken game for 360. Oh, what? They did away with the fee? Here's the patch. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's got to be culpability and responsibility on both sides of the fence. Um, but anyway, you got idiots like Lanning crowing that they talked Microsoft into this, that, and the other thing. Personally, you know, because they are now going to allow self-publishing some of the boxes. I love how everybody thinks they're going to be able to get a dev kit now, and it's just not going to happen. Uh, some, all the Xbox ones with the right codes and and and, and other prerequisites will be able to become or become dev kits and play dev, you know, developer code. Sorry, Johnny on 4chan, that's not going to be you. Because um, <laughs> uh, immediately a lot of idiots are, oh, I'll get a dev kit, and I just imagine the things I can do in COD. Uh-huh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, Microsoft is changing its tune, but they're not completely stupid. They're not going to let the inmates run the asylum totally. Um, that, would be, that would be a little bit insane. Oh, God. You thought the PS3 hack was bad. Could you imagine if you just turned loose dev kits to every Tom, Dick, and dumb shit that wanted one? The whole service, whatever you think of Xbox Live and its price, the whole service would be down probably mm -hmm. for a long time, two days after that happened. Yeah. I mean, right, wrong, or indifferent, there has to be some order to the chaos. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyways, they're going to allow self-publishing, same as Sony. They're going to, you know, help them out with Connect and Smart Glass and all that stuff. And and so, what? I mean, uh, were you even surprised by this, John? No, nah, not at all. 
Uh, do you believe, like I do, that that it's more their com- fear of their competitors, or do you want to give the peasants more credit? Which, which <laughs> what's your take? Uh, I I think an awful lot of what's been going on with Microsoft's announcements and backpedaling has to do with competitors. This has to be. I mean, it really felt like they were wanted the leader of the pack, but they're not, now they're having to change things around. I I, I think I've, I've read that they're claiming that this indie thing was was coming anyway, but it just seems you know so unlikely. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I I'm almost willing to give that some plausibility because they were far more interested in all their PR and their original presser and their, you know, their E3 showing of showing you that it can do everything. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, and to be honest, to a certain extent, the indie crowd is getting a little full of itself as far as their demands and, 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 the, and what they feel is their place in the gaming pantheon of makers, you know, um, and and again, I think I think there's there's got to be some dues paying involved. You know, this this can't just be uh, the Google Play market had some serious issues with just letting everybody throw shit on there. You know, as closed off as Apple is, they were not incorrect in having a pretty decent. Not that it wasn't, you know, not that you weren't able to get around it. Pretty decent set of criteria to put things on iTunes. You know, and 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 I don't think that Microsoft personally saw that much revenue gained for them from indies. I, I seriously, you know, and that is a legi- at least I think a legitimate question. Yeah, I I, I I think there's a point there because you know, if the, if there was a lot of money in indies for them, you, wouldn't you think there would have been a lot more emphasis on it? In, in like at the, even at their E3 press conference, like I I I think there's potential there, but Microsoft, like in terms of the the in, like their indie marketplace, you know, outside of the the regular arcade stuff, like they didn't do anything with that even in the, in the previous generation. Well, and Sony really didn't either, and I, I'm sorry, but the the more Microsoft that that was the big thing about. You know, Sony pushing the we're allowing indies to self-publish, and you have you know self-involved douche waffles like Landing coming out and going, look what's going to be on there. It's the 47th Odd World, you know, like we'd never fucking seen it before. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, well, it was very similar to Microsoft going, look, Minecraft's going to be on Xbox One. Oh, great, I can have it on everything. Uh, <laughs> you, you know. Uh, I I really think that the indie push, I'm almost certain of this, is more public perception. Because the nerds and mm-hmm. gamers love indies. Oh, look at indies. Oh, we're so good. And oh, I'm going to give to this Kickstarter because it's indie. And I haven't bathed in five days because I'm a hipster. Um, You know, I really would like to know the financials there. Is yeah. is this self-publishing kick more of a PR move than they're actually either of them, Sony or Microsoft, is making a shit ton of cash off of it? Like I can I can understand the big push with with uh, you know if, I mean Nintendo seemed to be a little bit a little bit more on board with independent in, indies now 
uh, with the Wii U, because I mean, bottom line is they need more games, and if 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 indies are willing to you know make games for it, then all the better. But you know, it's it just seems like a different case where they. It, it never really seemed Microsoft were all, were all that for it unless they were able to take it and publish it themselves under the uh, under their own banner. Well, the Xbox has always been a closed system, though, like um, like like Apple's products. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. I think the original Xbox was that same way. And again, you run into this problem of people don't remember ten minutes ago. You know, yeah. they're lapping up this shit Lamming's saying, and it's like, uh, look back at his history. Go do some research. <laughs> You're going to find out that he's just pulled a fast one on you. Not a bad one. Not, you know, he wasn't. I mean, I think the only case I could think of worse of somebody coming out and claiming they're indie would be Cliffy B. <laughs> and if that happens, I'm just going to tell you in the audience now, if that happens, we will start every week's episode of WonderPod until he flies a white flag and gives up. Where I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs that Cliffy B is not a fucking indie. He's a douchebag. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, that's what this is now. It's almost like it's almost like when a professional sports player can't play anymore. You know, they're just getting too old, but they want to make some cash, so they go play baseball in Japan or come up and play in the CFL or go play hockey in Russia. <laughs> you know, they're not... They don't want to be in the big... They, they either <laughs> don't want to or... You know, can't because I mean, if landings, you know, this good and it's another odd world which should have millions of them, how come it's not getting a full blown release? How come it's a downloadable title? What bridges has he burned? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, there's a lot of things in that in in situations like that. And yeah, I'm bashing on one guy specifically, but there's a lot of situations and things like that. It's like, what of your behavior has caused this issue? You know, there's always, I, I mean, it's something I heard when I was a little kid from from a couple people, but it was also a, a game by a forgettable somewhat metal band now, or not game, song. Uh, there's three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth. <laughs> and that's the problem. We only get the, you know, we get the, the very slanted one side because, every you know, MS is the devil, and then we don't get the other side at all, and the truth just gets run over by, you know, the internet hive mind. Um, so I often wonder, I, you know, you want to call it a Microsoft 180 or, or whatever you want to call it. Game on now is, yeah. is, is the way I look at it. $100 price difference? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I was, I was listening to the, to the Joystick podcast and they talked about, you know, what, what wouldn't it be neat if, um, if uh, Sony decided to, you know, match the price, but, but, uh, you know, maybe for a little bit more, but throw in a Vita, and for for the five hundred bucks or, you know, five hundred and a bit. Do you think Do you think Sony's going to respond, or do you think they're still, or do you think this is where they fall into the arrogant Sony trap of a hundred bucks is enough, we're good to go? Because according well, to the numbers. From you know the mystical wizards, the MPD, who don't let anybody see anything, they're they're only second to the NSA <laughs> for not telling you shit. Uh, that the Xbox One has outdone Xbox 360 pre-orders already. You know, co- comparing same time span from announcement to point X, mm. <laughs> and that tells me 
yeah, there's a lot of lion scumbags running around out there, <laughs> you know, and, and, and so, um, I mean, cause really the Sony, the only leg they got to stand on is going after the connect Two's always on lie that, you know, the NSA is going to probe you in the middle of the night anally. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that in Canada, considering they're a United States security organization, but fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe the Canadian equivalent will do it just much nicer. Um... We'll do it and apologize. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would have been funny if I said it, but it's even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) They'll do it. There'll There'll be a note and... Well, first off, they'll use lube. Second off, there'll be a note on your pillow and, and a mint as a you know an, an apology note and a mint. Um, God, that's that's hilarious, John. But anyway, my point is is that and the hundred dollar price difference. Do you think I'm rambling on? Do you do you think Sony does something like the guys on the Joystick podcast were talking about, or or do you think they're just going to stand pat and hope like hell that the the bad PR perception last still keeps with microsoft long enough that that it'll somehow affect the xbox one uh, I, I don't i don't i i i think it's it's a it was pure speculation i i don't think that's something that's realistic for them to throw in something like that but you know i i think i think they're pretty happy with i i would have to imagine i should say that they have to be pretty happy with where they are right now in terms of the public perception as you say um i the hundred dollars is enough i mean they would really be sweetening a deal if they, like, like the joystick crowd said, and threw in a Vita like for a hundred or hundred fifty bucks, whatever. But like, it would definitely be a, it would be a pretty huge, you know, um, thing for the for the for the really hardcore, you know. And it, would, it would even be a shot across about at 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 the at the Wii U for that matter, because you know they're really trying to do a lot of similar things at the. That the uh, the gamepad does. Well, here's my take though, because now now especially with Microsoft backtracking and, and deciding against a lot of the things that 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 handed the PR war to Sony at E3. I mean, let's be honest, Sony didn't do a hell of a lot other no. than not do what Microsoft did. I mean, come on, that doesn't that doesn't take many strategic sessions by your marketing department. When, 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 pretty much, you know, it's pretty much like a. If you go back to a sports scenario, it's pretty much the other team walking out on the field, handing you the trophy, and going fucking home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the problem, you know. Too many people accept recept reception perception is reality, and that's not the thing. Sales numbers again. It's just like you know Nintendo, and they're dead in the water after four months. Um, they're getting closer now, even in my mind, you know. A public perception means dick all to me. Uh, it, it, I want to see sales numbers six months after they're both out. Yeah, I, I think that the that is going to indicate that it's going to be neck and neck for the whole generation, much like the last one was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's I I would have to agree. If if I if I was to make any kind of prediction, I would say it will be pretty close, despite. Yeah, I, mean, I think Sony might have a, have a slight edge, but I think it'll be pretty close between the two. Of them. Yeah, Sony might actually finally come out on top, but again, it comes down to if it's so damn close, you know, if it's too damn close to call, which uh, theoretically this generation was too. Mm. Who gives a shit? But I don't think Sony is going to run away with it like they did with the PlayStation Two. Uh, but I think I think that they might again they might have a, sl- a small edge. Well, but even toward the end of that generation, Microsoft was catching up. 
because of Xbox Live. Yeah, and and they and they smartened up a lot. They're definitely, they learned. I mean, Microsoft learned a hell of a lot during that first Xbox run, and um, which is why I think that the race will be tight. Well, the other problem, the other problem too, that I've always had, and I'm not bashing Sony. I don't care if Sony wins. Great. I mean, uh, good competition. That's that's the takeaway I get from Microsoft changing their you know their initiatives or announcing things they intended to do or whatever you want to call it. Is it's going to be a good competitive battle? That's good for us, the consumer, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, because it'll mean that the the Xbox One's probably dropping price to four ninety nine as you know, or three ninety nine, not because of sales, but because they can stick it to Sony even more. You know, once they're comfortable with maybe taking a small loss because the Connect's back packaged in, or making a SKU that has no Connect. Mm-hmm. You know, I but my problem with the with the with the whole PS two argument. Is Sony was one ahead of them, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And 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 again, and Sega was pretty much <laughs> Sega just didn't know what the hell they were doing at that point, yeah. you know. So the PS2, ta- you know, and its sales numbers versus the competition, fair enough, they did an excellent job, and the sales numbers were there. But uh, but there were a lot of things in Sony's favor at that point that there have hasn't been since. Sega floundering, the Cube was not that great a device. And and Microsoft was just getting into the game, mm-hmm. you know. And and how long was the PS2? I mean, you can claim any sales when you want. How long was the PS2 on sale? <laughs> oh Jesus, forever. <laughs> yeah, look, we're still winning. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I I think they only stopped making PS2s what last year? Two years ago, I think. Two years ago. I mean, that's Maybe. crazy. Yeah, and so I mean. I, it, it was a definite win for Sony. I'm not dismissing that. I'm just saying that the variables that were there, I don't see that happening again. I think people were kind of wondering if that was going to happen when Microsoft was being full-blown stupid, which they were. But, uh, again, it, it, it it's it's on now, as far as I'm concerned. And... and while I think Sony leaving out the camera was again a PR, a pure PR move, I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't think that's really going to help them. You know, I, I, I again wonder if somebody, if we'll not see a PS4 with it packaged in, if the heat gets on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I yeah. wouldn't be surprised that. And again, it'd be about most of the people that did rational and critical analysis you know not slanted to beat microsoft in the head with a hammer seem to think that the that the ps4 with that camera in would have been 499 as well mm-hmm. so you know and again they're both too pricey in my mind for me to buy at launch but when it comes right down to it 100 bucks is really not going to keep is really not going to be the determining factor for me uh-huh. Well, it's all about the games, right? Uh, yeah, again, something we haven't heard jack shit all about. They all seem to be pretty much <laughs> reruns or shit I can buy on the 360. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the more I see about Tom Clancy's, um, there's two that there's two games that I saw. One of them's Mad Max. I, actually, I should bring that up to everybody. Uh, go watch some of the trailers for Mad Max. I, I'm starting to get interested in that game. It's going to be on the 360. And I think that Tom Clancy MMO is also going to be on the 360, so it's like, well, fuck both of you, Sony and Microsoft. I've still got plenty of games to play on the 360. 
good to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if the holiday numbers are a little down because people are going, um, I can buy this on the console I already got. Hmm. Let me think about that for a minute. <laughs> $60 versus $500 or mm-hmm. 400 you know, kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see how much that, that, that makes a difference. But, well, hey, I mean... <sighs> You got some people going, well, they shouldn't, you know, blow the whole wad with the launch lineup and some failed attempt to just, you know, uh, knockout blow in the first round. But at the same time, too, you got to at least put out something that I want to play, mm-hmm. you know, and right now there's not. I'm I'm more receptive to buying an Xbox One now. I will say that for myself. Um, But. Not that much more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm glad Microsoft, you know, ate the crow pie and, and, and went suffered through the, you know, <laughs> the the virtual beating, I guess. Uh, but other than that, you know, I, I'm still pretty much like, yeah, I'm not seeing myself getting one first part of, you know, last of 2013, first part of 2014. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, outside of the fact that I have a, the most humongous back, backlog in the world, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready. I wouldn't be ready to buy a, uh, a new console anyway. Yeah, no, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Cause like, Dishonored that you talked about. Yeah, it was ten bucks on PC, and I went, uh, no, I'm gonna get that on console. <laughs> Partly yeah. because I'm just like, oh god, I don't know, no. Like, boy, actually, Borderlands, Borderlands was ten bucks in two places. Borderlands two, and as much as I'm pretty sure I said that I really had no intention of playing it, talking to some people that had played it, um, it sounded like they cleaned up a lot of the things from Borderlands one that I didn't like. So you know, now it's back on the radar. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm good. If Cube World gets better between it and Worm, and some you know other things on the edge, yeah, I got plenty to I got plenty to play to to you know relax and do my thing. So I'm not too concerned about it. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about, mostly again, it's, I, there's a little personal thing in here too that I find funny. Uh, COD developer appeals for calm following death threats. It appears that the uh, fine folks at Treyarch decided to do some uh, game leveling or game balancing, and so they took away the, they slightly reduced the damage on an AN94, which I do believe is a uh, assault rifle. I didn't know they would still have those in their futuristic game. I thought it was all lasers and lightsabers. Uh, the DSR-50 rate of fire was reduced slightly. I don't even fucking know what that is. And a ballista. Apparently they've got medieval weapons in this game. I'm pretty sure it's not. But that'd be cool <laughs> if it was. Uh, <laughs> all the rate of fire was also slightly reduced. And here's the thing. The dude, one of the community managers, went onto his Twitter to explain the exact... I'm looking up the DSR-50 right now. The DSR-50 is a... Oh, damn it. I know what that is. It's a sniper rifle. People are bitching about a sniper rifle. They're not exactly known for firing rate, period. Uh, 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 um, I'm confused. Anyway. He's just going to bitch, man. He, oh, he went... Yeah. Yeah, it's based on the DSR-1 sniper rifle, which I am familiar with because I'm a fruit. 
<laughs> I'm a doomsday prepper. Oh, there's a subject we never want to get me started on. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen any of those clowns that are running around on TV? Ugh. Which ones? Doomsday preppers. Oh, uh, the guys at the bomb shelter in their back? Yeah, they'll be the first ones to die. Because it's one thing to prepare, but it's another thing to shoot a fellow human being. And I just, every time I think that you're the first ones to die because some Mad Max wannabe is going to come up, slit your damn throat, and take all your shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, of course, the COD community being what it was, um, hurled death threats at him, told him to go die in a fire and things. Which I admit, we're wondering, I'm wondering into the hypocritical zone, because I, I, especially Cliffy B, I think I've told him to die in a fire at least twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. This is why I've stopped playing most of those types of shooters. This is the face of your community. Not the good players that I do know exist. But, and this name has not been mentioned in a long time, and it's probably really not even relevant anymore. But the Carloses of this world are the are the face of your community. And this is this and, and repetitive, what I consider repetitive gameplay, are the reasons I do not enjoy these shooters anymore. Because if you listen to this guy, he talks about the DSR Firetime, which was the quasi-sniper rifle. It was .2 seconds. It is now .4 seconds. And the rechamber time, for which d those of you that don't know jack all about guns, except the ones you fire in video games, uh, rechamber means spitting out a spent cartridge and slapping a new one into the bore, or also known as chamber of the gun, uh, thus rechambering, was one second, and it is now 1.1 seconds. We're not talking taking something that was an automatic weapon and turning it into a semi-automatic or, or one at a time. Ah. Hmm. Uh, why don't we do more? You know, we, we focus on all these other things that are supposedly, and they are, uh, wrong in gamerdom, and yet this still exists. You know, my question to you is, is why doesn't the rest of the community rise up like they tend to do in MMOs and just do away with or, or shame these clowns that, that lose their minds <laughs> over silly shit like this? <laughs> Why aren't there people who do that? Yeah, because I mean, I guess I guess it's not a trendy, and I, and and I don't mean this in a sense that it's not important, but I guess it's not a trendy or good boy or good person points topic, you know? Because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the whole girl gamer thing that's been getting in booth babes and all that. That's been getting an ass ton of oh, we need to do better. Oh, we need to stop being misogynistic jackasses, which we do. Uh, most of my fellow males do. Um, to me, you're just a gamer. You're either an asshole, not an asshole. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, I mean, that, that's literally how I look at all people. I don't care what voice is coming across, you know. Doesn't matter to me your sex, your nationality, your skin color, if you're, you're either a douche or not a douche. <laughs> you, you know, that's always been how I rolled. And so that stuff doesn't, it's an important issue. But how does this crap keep getting overlooked? Because this is just blatant, disgusting behavior, obviously, yet you don't hear a ton of people up in arms about it and making YouTube videos and, and, and Kickstarters and things. Yeah. Does it have to do with people thinking that they're, you know, they're owed something? Like they're, like they're, 
does it, you know, what's what's the entitlement the, complex? Entitlement stuff like, how dare you change my thing because it's my thing? You know, is it that is it that is it that what's going on? Well, that's definitely what's going on. It's totally an entitlement complex. But why don't we see the groundswell of shame for these entitled jerks? Like we do other things, like oh, I was okay. just talking about, like the girl gamer thing, and the the. the why? 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 Uh, that's my question. Why? Why is this not dealt with in the same manner as as some other topics are? I I use the girl gamer one because it's easy. <laughs> or, well, it's just simple to explain, you know. But there are others running around there. Racism, you know, it's a whole nine yards. Yeah. Do you have any answer for me as to why that the, the, these jerks aren't shamed because everybody else is an entitled bunch of douchebags? That's I don't know. I mean, could could it be something to do with like how many how many players there are, and there's such a like the people the vocal it's actually a vocal minority. Could it be that? Well, I think it's that, but it still doesn't give me a why the rest of the community who I'm going to assume God knows we know what happens when you do that. That the rest of the community is decent gamers, why aren't they shouting these clowns down? Or is the COD and a lot of other shooter communities just filled with unrepentant douche holes? <laughs> I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. Well, I wish somebody would because I don't. I have again, and I'm going to stress this again in case the handful of wrong people that God knows. The last thing I need is a virtual burning at the stake. I'm not saying that the like the the racism or sexism is not an important topic. It it is. It is in all facets of life. I just don't understand why we don't treat these entitled douche wazzle, wazzles. I meant to say nozzle. I that was kind of like a waffle and nozzle got all mixed up together. And now I'm like kind of actually grooving into using douche for everything. Um, because no, it really kind of applies to these clowns, among other things. Um, you know, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I, and, and the thing is, is the asshole in me and the cynic in me is it's, it's not, it's not, you don't get as much in return. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you, you're, you're not looked upon as, as good and clever as you would be with, you know, protesting and fighting certain other things. I yeah. I I have my I have my wonders about whether is this a perception as reality thing again, and yeah, again to sorry uh, I didn't mean to cut you off but to oh, stress okay. again, not that any other issue is less important. <laughs> I'm just saying humans being humans. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what were you going to say? You... Oh no! Oh, oh, nothing at all. I was kind of just grunting along. <laughs> oh okay, okay. You know, but uh, I mean. No, you're totally right about the causation. It, it's it's an entitlement complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't understand why we don't take them to the task. Like you, you know, like think of think of, of 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 any female gamer that you know. You know, if if I called them, and I don't even want to say the words. Don't name a name either, because I if I called them a fuming slut, could you imagine? Even as like small time as I am, what would happen mm-hmm. if I just called them that? Even if it was true, yeah. <laughs> Yet, which, oh, is, which, 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 no, I totally deserve to be torn apart. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why they're why these clowns aren't immediately tra- they're actually threatening heavy on the threaten threatening this guy with death. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah. but anybody there are very few people behind a computer screen I'm ever going to be afraid of. And that could be my undoing. Oh, except maybe Brad Nicholson. And I don't know who he's working for anymore, but that dude jacked and spends most of his life when he's not writing about games in the gym. He is terrifying. <laughs> cool guy. Actually, he's not on Twitter too much anymore. He used to work for Destructoid, but uh, but he is. He is just ripped. Um, you know. But I just that's that's the thing. Maybe maybe somebody knows, but I just don't understand why we don't. I just want level playing fields. What I'm saying when you when you act this disgusting, you know, I I think you should suffer the same fate as a misogynist or somebody else. Yeah. yeah, that I I I want to know why, but I also think we should treat them all. You know, if you want to get rid of them, um, do you think it's the same if I called you a fuming slut? <laughs> I think no, gonna... you'd wear that as a see that. There's the other. You want to know the problem with the sexes? There it is, right there. I think I called Pat that once. I called him a slut. I know that much. I just can't remember what the hell else I called him with it. Fuming is pretty good. I I, I I appreciate I appreciate the insult. Unfortunately, see that's and and there you go. For those of you that don't understand the difference between men and women, there you go. I can think of one woman. I've known throughout the entirety of my life I could call her that and she would just call me something worse and we'd laugh about it. But, but because of uh, you know the nature of our friendship. And actually she's the only one I can think of that I would call that. <laughs> uh, or, or anything of that nature. Um, and not because I've been browbeaten by you know some forces unknown. It's just I'm, I'm an asshole but I, even I have limits. Um... <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, last topic, and and then we'll try to get out of here. Um, so they announced at Comic Con, which man, I'm really glad we talked about Comic Con when it was starting, and not when it was ending, because I could do like an hour on the mutual hand job society that some of those panels turned into, and and the fact that. I don't know how some people became geek gods, but wow, we really need to have a better selection process. (laughs) (laughs) That's about as far. Yeah, see, that's as far as I want to go with it, because you thought that last segment was close to me getting in trouble. Uh, Let's just put it this way. There's several panels I was really looking forward to that were ruined by unrepentant, unmitigated douche holes. Um, But they did announce much... To my dismay, a, a the emo brothers the movie that was the first thing I thought. Like it, it's not like take the Blues Brothers <laughs> and make it the emo brothers. Keep them in costume. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the next Superman with Batman making a cameo or, or something. Spoiler alert. Um, that's the immediate thing I thought about was like them being. They're still in costume, although it might be funnier to dress them up as Jake and Elwood. Uh, let Batman keep the mask on, just with the glasses. Uh, and and you know, one of them's whining about his dead parents, and the other one's whining about his blown up planet. I mean, that is the immediate thought, and it's so totally anti-geek. And it, 
but it didn't get much better from there. And, and I actually have reasons why. But do you want to lead us in, in, in what how it was announced? Because I'm obviously not doing any good at well. I'm not even trying to do good at it. Do you want to lead us into how it was announced? And without doing what you did to Roger, uh, explain to folks casually how it's going to work and so on and so forth. For sure. those that didn't know. Sure. Well, they had a uh, a DC Comics slash uh, Warner Brothers Pictures um, panel, and, uh, and there was a surprise announcement that that Zack Snyder, the director of Man of Steel, had was was in attendance and wanted to make an announcement. So he came out and be, he beat around the bush quite a bit about what he wanted to say, other than yes, we are making Man of Steel two. Uh, but with an extra with an extra bit of news attached to that, and what it was, and and the way they announced it, they brought the guy. I, I can't remember his name, but it's the guy who played the general, uh, the main general in um, in Man of Steel. Um, same guy. He was in the Matrix, uh, the two Matrix shitty sequels. Anyway, uh, he comes out and he and he says, well, Snyder introduces him, and he says he's going to come out and read read a selection of text from uh, from a from a, a particular comic book, and he and he he says that he's they're, they're not making a direct adaptation of this book, but this will put you in the mindset. And what he does, he reads a a couple of lines out of um, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns, uh, in which, in particular, the scene in which Batman fights Superman and tells Clark that, you know, you know, if, if I can paraphrase, um, that, you know, in your darkest days, remember that I am, the, I am the man who finally beat you. And so they, the whole room goes to black and they flash a logo, the Superman logo, and then they fade in the Batman logo behind it. And of course the crowd just went absolutely apeshit. As well did the ho- Chris Hardwick uh, also went apeshit as well, so it was a it, it was a pretty cool announcement and uh, and yeah they definitely set off a lot of buzz with it. Uh, by the way, Hardwick was not one of the ones I was thinking of. I love Chris Hardwick. Um, he is the biggest lunatic I've ever seen, but he's awesome. Um, by the way, if you just know him from the Nerdist, you should really watch some of his stand up because he's funny as hell too. Um, I think this is a giant mistake. Really? Yeah. I, I think they should have just went straight to JLA. This is a cash grab, but not for the reasons that I saw floating around the WonderPod uh, group chat, but can't remember from my life of me, and I'm not going to click because I'm lazy. Uh, I, I just don't... I think Superman was lukewarmly recepted to enough in his more gritty form that dragging the king of grit into it ain't going to work out well. I understand why the buzz is there, but all that does, just the idea or concept of bringing these two together, puts you on a much higher cliff to fall flat on your face if it doesn't work. <laughs> I, I, I either think Superman needed another solo run, or they needed to go straight to JLA if they're not confident. I, I'm almost convinced. I know they had a trailer, and I watched the trailer. I'm almost convinced that the reception of the of the original Superman made them change plans. I, I, For Man of Steel 2. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I would agree. I mean, I think, I mean, Man of Steel, it made a zillion dollars. It still made a ton of money, and I wouldn't be surprised that that a, uh, I'm not surprised at all that there's a sequel in the works. But I don't think it's, I don't think it's a mistake. I don't think that they can afford to waste. And when I say they, I mean um, DC Comics and Warner Brothers. I don't think they can afford to waste time because they haven't. I don't think they have the plan in place to pull another Avengers, which which I'm sure is what they want to do. They want to have the lead-in separate films to go into it, but I don't think there's time to to dick around with another. If if they're actually going to go with a new Batman, they don't have time to dick around with another origin story, another you know couple of couple of Batman movies to go into JLA if they if they, if they feel the need to introduce them. But but I, well, I guess obviously they don't, and I think. I think the Batman factor will definitely boost uh, Man of Steel too, especially if it's, you know, if it, especially if it's more, you know, world's finest than Man of Steel two guest starring Batman. Well, how, why don't they have time? I, again, this is something I, else I don't understand. I, I, I personally, I, I do think they have to strike while the iron's hot. Because you know they're being left and they're being left behind. DC's that's movie. the yeah, and that's the giant mistake. Again, this this to me is EA Activision all over again. Marvel's too far ahead already. It don't fucking matter. Yeah, see, douche doesn't work with that. It don't matter. Marvel. Okay, let me put it to you in this ter- in these terms. DC is on the moon. Marvel is on the edge of our universe. Mm. And, 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 and to be honest, the quality of cinema <laughs> wasn't the greatest in all the Marvel films. I reference, um, I reference um, the blind dude and and his sidekick with the size. Uh, <laughs> there's been some crappers, um, but, <laughs> but I still sat through Electra because I like Jennifer Garner. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it for anyone for a minute but so i i just don't see i don't see him catching up i just don't see it happening and i think by trying to it's just gonna sink them the same way sankey a versus activision i'm not even sure if 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 dc has to catch up i'm just mean that like like there's money to be made and but and by combining the two i i like it's going to make a squillion dollars whether it's whether it's you know the best superhero movie ever made, or whether it's you know too dark and gritty, it's going to make so much money. Not for me. <laughs> Not unless <laughs> I really hear from people I trust, such mm-hmm. as yourself. And no, because I, I'm telling you again, it's the insulated thinking. I'm telling you that's what they're pushing on on. And the thing is, is they're pushing it on really good people who make a really good film. But mm-hmm. they, they can only do so much. They are, in fact, human. Oh, of course, of you, course. I'm talking the producers and directors. I'm, you know, I, I mean, and and I, I I'm convinced that DC is trying to catch Marvel, and it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure they I'm sure they want to, but this I mean this is like like JLA I think is the ultimate step. It's the it's the it's, you know, but I think they have to approach it from from the other side rather than. You know, a series of films leading into the JLA. I think they have to go JLA and then produce spin-offs. Like, I don't think, 
like uh, in the in the WonderPod chat, I, I made mention of um, how after watching the Avengers, there was a series of movies that that came to mind that I wouldn't mind watching that I never I never thought beforehand, like like the Adventures of Black Widow and Hawkeye in Singapore or where, or wherever or Peru wherever they were in. They, they just mentioned a couple times that their chemistry together was so good. I would watch that film, like. You know the the chemistry between Tony Stark and the and the Hulk was so good and so fun. I wanted to see a a, a, a Marvel team up with those guys. Um, like I think the, if if the if JLA can be written that well and be that fun, I think that's the direction that they should go. Because because the Green Lantern movie didn't work, <laughs> and, and and you know and and so they'd be looking at having to reboot that from scratch. Like it would be better to have a different version of Green Lantern in JLA and then do a reboot, rather than rebooting it right after a reboot. You know oh I mean? no, no, no! You, you, you I, you're misunderstand. I think you may have misunderstood what I said. No, I'm saying throughout this movie, you know, Emo Brothers Part Three, Bat Out of Hell, <laughs> uh, stealing meatloaf meatloaf album titles now. What the fuck, <laughs> Jesus! Nice. It's about time to end this show. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> This particular, well, maybe the entire show. No, just this episode. No, I mean, skip that crap altogether and just go straight to JLA. Yeah, I, I'm and, saying uh, just uh, do away uh, with uh, this garbage and let's get on with it. We know where you're going. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think having Batman, I, I, I do think it's a smart move, is what, I guess what I'm trying to say. It's it's that it's that transition piece that, that will link you know, Batman is I mean, Batman Superman are the two most iconic DC heroes of all of them. Like Wonder Woman's a tough one to make for make a movie. Seems to be tough to to make a movie for or a t- television series for. Green Lantern didn't work. I don't know how they make a Flash. Like it's not there. There's certain there's certain intangibles about about the DC heroes involved in the JLA that are just not as as to me as clean clear cut as the Hulk. Here is. Iron Man, you know, like it's not, it's not quite as well, right. But I still don't understand what that has to do with jumping straight into a JLA to the Avenger or to the JLA. Like I, I think Batman Superman, Batman's uh, Batman Superman movie links the other, you know, links the characters to this big, this even bigger event, and then, and then, and then hopefully it can explode into a series of films. Ah. You know what I mean? Like they they have to have like they want if Christian Bale is not going to be Batman, they have to introduce him beforehand. That's what I'm hoping. I'm and, hoping and, this royally goes that not because it's DC. I have no no side in this. I don't care. I just I I just I'm really hoping Bale tells them to go fuck themselves. That he it basically has right. It's Christian fucking Bale. Who knows? <laughs> but. But that, but that being said, like, like this is the chance to introduce a new person as Batman without all the baggage of a multi, of 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 a more, you know, you know, more than two superhero movie. You know what I mean? Well, like if, if, if they had a five-person JLA, then Batman kind of gets lost in the mix, and you're kind of wishing there was more Batman. Yeah, but but again, to 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 continue to play devil's advocate, if it's a crappy actor playing Batman, that might be a good thing. You see well, what I'm it, saying? It, it could, it could, it could be, but I mean, I mean, that's not what they're. They, they, they can't bank on the fact that this is going to be a crappy actor. They have to, you know, they they got to make whoever this new guy is. 
they they got to make him in, they got to put him in the public consciousness as, and have him accepted. So you know, putting them in a because if if because right now, you know, if Christian Bale is out, you know, this Man of Steel is this this is it. This is the starting point, really. If the if the Dark Knight trilogy doesn't matter and doesn't influence these films at all, then that's the starting point, right? Well, that's another stupid thing. You have so much material you could reference from the two Dark Knight movies. You definitely do. That would be such easy mining. Why throw them out the window? Because Bale told you to f off. I, that's the only thing I can see. That and that's the problem. How many bad Batman did we have before we finally got another good one? And I'm sorry, but I don't consider Michael Keaton a good good Batman. You should. Uh, well, it says you. Um, <laughs> it says me. Yeah, exactly. It says me. Well, that's kind of my point. I mean, <laughs> good for you, but no. And, and, and says and says it was the biggest grossing movie of 1989. Money don't mean squat to me in the in the context we're talking. And that's the thing. I mean, I have to be careful of that because no matter what I say and no matter how much sense it makes. Eight squillion dollars really kind of, you know, because that's all people care about. I mean, that's the thing. And to me, I don't care about that. I care about making shit that makes sense. And this just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I don't, I, I, again, I exaggerate how much I did not like Keaton for the, for showbiz purposes. But I just, he, he never stuck with me the, the way he has everybody else, apparently. Uh, I'm used to being alone and things though, so that's not that big. <laughs> that's not that big a deal for me. Um, but but I, I just, I'm sorry, but Bale trumps as much as I love enraging people by, and it's an honest opinion, but it also is easy because it enrages so many people by saying that I kind of prefer jo- uh, Nicholson's Joker. I don't think you're going to top Bale very easily. Who in the hell are you going to get to play Batman? Well, that's that. That's the big question. Like that. That. That's the. That's the stuff that I'm looking forward to, to finding out. Is if it ties. If it ties to the to the to the Dark Knight trilogy at all. Let's make it Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Can you <laughs> see me? I'm just really trying to deep six this now. I don't care anymore. <laughs> if if it if it ties to the trilogy at all, right? And 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 right. You know. And, and it, does it does it tie to the you know. Uh, does it does it does the new Batman tie somehow to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or does it tie, like in, in my mind, the way the way that it, it might go is that you know Levitt as as the as the Robin guy, you know, he 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 stays in Gotham doing Gotham stuff as Batman, but then Christian Bale, that Batman is kind of like the world, like he confronts stuff on a on a on a, on a global scale, the the bigger the bigger scale stuff, right? Well, you really want me to irritate you, and I could tell I would did with the Michael Keaton stuff, which is a, it's a plus in my books, first time ever. Um, the that's my other always been my other problem with Batman. It's like at least with Doctor Who, there's a there's an explanation to why it's a new dude in a suit. You know what I'm saying? He's a time lord. He regenerates. With Batman, it's always struck me as hilarious. It's like I'm Batman. No, you're not. He was, you, you know, I mean, it's always been kind of a little funny and comical because it's like, uh, I mean, you want one we can all agree on when they, Val Kilmer was by far the probably worst Batman I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, I, 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 I yeah, his, 
his Batman wasn't awful, but his Bruce his Bruce Wayne was the worst. I thought I thought Clooney's Batman was the worst of of that series of films. Oh, you know, I had actually forgotten Clooney. Mm. I really didn't like any of them. Uh, to be, uh, I mean, and here's the thing: it's a fucking comic book movie. You don't necessarily have to love them. The only thing that the only thing that, that I I think just universally I went oh my god what are you thinking was Mister Freeze. You know I mean Arnold really. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing too. If I were Joseph Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt and and I've seen him in other things and he's a he's a pretty good actor, I would be going and joining the Taliban right now because that uh, <laughs> I I think a lot of people are gonna go uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're asking us to do what? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, because that's the other thing. You are adding this superhero to it. See, again, it just comes back to me that I think if you wanted a, if if you wanted a new Batman, then you need to give him his own movie and then add him to Superman. I yeah. still think there's less risk with giving him another his own thing and then adding him to Superman. But now you're throwing a new actor in the deep end of the pool here. Have oh, fun. It, it is a major deep end. You are you you are a hundred percent right there. Like whoever it is, if it's not Bale, it's going to be a tough sell. Who 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 would you want to see? As as well, actually, back up. Let's back up. What did you think of the actor that played Superman? Now you liked Man of Steel more or less, but. What yeah, did you think I, of the particular actor that played Superman? Because that's going to play a role in it. They have to have on-screen, on-screen charisma, I would assume. Yeah, I, I, I think he did fine. I, 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 I just don't think that the script gave him a lot of things to do. Like, like I, I found, the, the, you know, the side characters got a lot more dialogue and chance to actually connect with where Superman. And perhaps intentionally so, so was left a little more alien, and and you know not saying a lot. Like he's like, he talks sometimes, but I, I I mean we we talked about you know the uh, you know the Clark Kent thing and and how he you know there wasn't a whole lot of Daily Planet stuff. The um, you know he, he, Superman just didn't talk a lot. <laughs> he just he did lots of cool shit and had lots of cool fights and and you know. People talked about him a lot and what he means and how important he is, but he didn't say a lot himself. Well, that's the other thing. That is where I will give actors stepping into either of those roles credit, as much as I think this is not a good idea. Um, you have to play two parts, essentially. And that's really difficult, Yeah, I would, I would imagine. Well, I, 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 think, I think it works where it's a bit of a... Where, where it's the Superman origin stuff, and you're getting to know like, his circumstances, but you know the. Well, I always thought Batman was the easier of the two because they're kind of similar personality, sorta. You, you mean between Bruce and Bat? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can certainly see the re- how Bruce would would evolve into Batman. It, it, it's 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 very visceral. It's very you know easy to connect with, right? Right. But the Superman, super, Superman being Clark Kent, you know, he's he's acting. He's, you know, I, I guess to a certain degree, Bruce Wayne is acting as well. But when he's being the billionaire playboy kind of persona, but the, but you know, Superman, 
at the at you know when he's Clark Kent is you know a bumbling fool. Right, but I think I think I I think just because they labeled him with the Playboy you know billionaire Playboy thing, that doesn't mean you can't be aloof and distant. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. oh, oh, uh, not to get too mechanical, but a one night stand doesn't involve <laughs> much emotion past passionate passion and lust. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so uh, you could still be aloof and, and 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 no, I'm not speaking for personal experience. Any of you thinking that you jerks? Uh, you could still be aloof and kind of standoffish and and a loner and a rebel and whatever else you want to call it, and 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 yet be labeled as a playboy um i'm actually surprised in this in this period in time they can even get away with calling him that <laughs> uh, but okay so so back to my original question who who do you want to step into batman's shoes i i'm i will not be answering this question because all i'm gonna do is just give more ludicrous answers <laughs> the rock was the next one i was thinking of <laughs> the Rock, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Val uh, Kilmer would probably like that idea, as well as as well as uh, George Clooney. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I really would have to think about it a bit, actually. I think the producers had better go on bended knee and whatever else they need to bend to Christian Bale. Is really, yeah. Well, I mean, really, there there really is no amount of money that they shouldn't be willing to offer that guy. This, you know, this on the chance that he accepts, because you know, th- there will be an expectation that that Christian Bale will be Batman. Well, and no matter which order or or line of thinking you are, the one common theme between the way you and I view this announcement is this is a hinge piece. Mm-hmm. You better get it fucking right. Oh yes. Again, because squillions don't mean anything. Because the, the, the internet hive mind, the public perception, you might make squillions with this one because nobody knows what's going on. It doesn't mean you'll make squillions with the next ones. Well, th- well that's it. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's a very valid point that, yeah, th- like I said, that this will make a, a, a shit ton of money. But if, if they want it to, to keep going and keep being that cash cow that they want it to be, yeah, they had better make it work and work well. By the way, calling anything, and I've seen this in a number of places, including from some of our own crew, calling anything that has to do with comic books a cash grab is almost an oxymoron at this point. <laughs> y- you know, because the audience is built in. Until you piss them off or piss on them too much, the audience is built in. You know, I mean, I, I see people going, well, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan, so I don't go see DC movies. Liar! <laughs> I have never met personally or even internetly somebody who's such a hardcore Marvel fan that they've never seen a Batman movie. I mean, some of it just crosses lines. You know, I'm sorry. It, it just and and I I honestly think that's what that's what DC's thinking that Batman is so universally loved, you know, missteps and all that uh, yeah, and I honestly think a lot of times that the reason Batman, and especially the Bale interpretations, is so universally loved is because most people want to be loved. You know what I'm saying? They don't the 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 idea of being aloof and alone and all this, that, and the other thing is 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 a counterintuitive concept to a lot of people. You know, they want to be liked, they want to be loved, so on and so forth. And so so it's it's interesting for them to watch something they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I I th- I think that's why you have one kind of audience for Superman, and why there was backlash to this retconning of him, and why you have another audience for for. Um, I do admit, as much as I liked Nicholson's Joker, that particular Batman was to me what I always thought of as Batman. You know what I'm saying from the comic book perspective. That I mean, being, ba- Batman that, that, has that a lot of Bales, you mean? huh? That being Bales, you mean? Yeah, I what was the what was it? Return was Returns the one with with Ledger as the Joker. Uh, that rises. That, that was Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight. That to me was always what I thought Batman was. That that whole more you know. <laughs> Just grit, gore, gut, you know, ruthless, evil, you know. But then again, <sighs> there's the specter of Adam West <laughs> that you're never getting rid of. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, I guess I should stop that because it was a different era. But I, it's part of it's part of its universe. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, <laughs> uh, personally, I'd like another one of those. I'd like a full-length feature feature-length movie with a with a camp Batman. I really would. Well, it, you, well, I mean, we talked about it. The uh, I think a few weeks ago with Glaze off, off the air, it was the uh, the Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon series would be right up your alley. Then. Right, right, right. And I've watched. I've actually uh, found a way to watch a little bit of that. But I, I, I would, I would like that in 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 cinema, in theaters, on film. It would not make squillions. I don't think. Presumably. But... Yeah, that, but that you notice the hesitation in my voice. <laughs> I can say that I've seen some stuff that shouldn't have made squillions and did. Hello, Twilight. Um, and again, that's not fair either because I uh, vampires and I—that's uh, an area where I am definitely slanted and make no bones about it. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it—it. Uh, it, We'll have to get into that sometime. The whole vampire thing, because it, it again. I mean, that's I. That's why I knew my reaction to the announcement of this Batman Superman festival was not made for show purposes. Because I saw you and Patrick, and I went, "Oh boy!" I, not because I think I went. I I didn't go. Oh boy. Okay, I'll go the other way. I'd already gone the other way, independently of you guys. Mm-hmm. I went. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No, this is not a good idea. I saw that trailer and I went, cool trailer. This ain't going to work. <laughs> it just ain't. And then, of course, being me and the way my screwed up brain works, I went with the Emo Brothers thing and picturing Batman and Superman dressed as Elwood and, you know, Jake. But <laughs> I'd watch that personally. Um, fun. <laughs> a giant car chase at the end. <laughs> oh, for, for those of you in the audience, if you've never seen the original Blues Brothers, Go watch it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Blues Brothers 2000 was good for the ending of it. the The rest of it was just okay. But if you want to see more living legends of music in one place, and I think I've said this on the show before because it just it's still I can go back and watch that however long it is twenty, thirty, forty minutes over and over again because a lot of those people are not with us anymore, and and it's really awesome. The rest of the movie not so much. 
Um, <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. Uh, so you can't think of anybody. No, no, like I mean, I said that I, on the spot, not really. I, you know I, what? Here's here's the name I'm going to throw out, and then and then we'll close the show or after you react to it. Channing Tatum. No. I think he could. I I don't think you're giving him enough credit just because of what it's been uh, in. I yeah. I I I think he's got the chops. If you actually watch him, I I think he could do it. Really? Yeah. Well, go back and look at Christian Bale's prior movies. He wasn't exactly the the, the on paper best looking choice either. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You go look at his IMDb. <laughs> There's a lot of period pieces in his back catalog that's like, oh yeah, I'm Batman. Uh huh. So you know, damn it, forgot to get the phone out of here, piece of junk. Uh, it can ring. Uh, take people back to the old days. Uh, that would be that would be my top one. And I admit that's a homer pick. That's a I, I a lot of people are gonna have your reaction, but but uh, but I don't. I I actually think he has more to him because again. You said almost said it earlier. The actor is only as good as what is written, mm-hmm. to a large extent. Um, I don't think you should discount. I also don't think you should discount the action hero potential. I mean that that didn't necessarily work out for the Batman franchise in prior times, but um, I, I'm actually. I mean, <laughs> you want to know the other one that just popped into my head. And this is not a serious one. I was pretty serious. It was fairly serious with Channing Tatum. But you want another one that just popped into my head that's that completely not serious? Ooh. Jason Statham. Really? <laughs> no, I just said I'm not serious. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair, fair enough. You did say that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> just, just picturing him as Batman. And I actually like Statham. And I enjoy his movies because they're just entertainment. You know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Sometimes you just want to be entertained. You don't care. Have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live skits with the, when The Rock pretended he was Superman? Well, see, that's the... Oh, really? Twice in one show? God. Screw you, phone. Uh, see, that's kind of the thing. You can say what you will about Dwayne Johnson, um, but he can act, mm-hmm. actually. Have you seen him as the gay tennis player in... Oh shit! I forget the name of the movie. It's an ensemble movie, but he was fucking hilarious as that. Uh, was that the one with John Travolta? I do believe so. Let me I am DB him real quick. See if it comes up as Dwayne Johnson. Hey, I have I have seen his. He's been posting some uh, uh, set shots of of him, like not 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 from the from the front, but like. Over the shoulder, like you can mm-hmm. see his back and shoulders from from the new Hercules movie he's making, and boy, he looks he looks like he, he made a really good Conan. <laughs> I I'm gonna be as much as I love making fun of um as much as I love making fun of of uh, Arnold, he um he he might give. He might give uh, old Anhol the run for his money. So, mm. Snitch was another one good one he was in that uh, that was really pretty good movie. Uh, I was pretty inf- what in the hell? How damn he's done a lot of movies since he quit 
wrestling kind of. I'm having a hard time finding that one. I'm thinking of. He's in the, he's in the top five highest paid actors today, working today. I mean, he's he's definitely been busy. Well, he always had natural charisma. I mean, uh, uh, why I glommed onto him or kind of became a fan of him as a, as a wrestler was because the dude just really seems natural. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? And and I mean, when you're when you're built like he is, it's almost impossible not to get kind of not so much typecast, but just kind of stuck in that category. Y- you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean he's shit. He's he the, the, he's supposed to be in Arabian Nights as Sinbad too. This is a rumored pre-production on his. Oh really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying as IMDb. Um, I cannot find that goddamn one where he was the gay tennis player. But it was actually a pretty good movie. I know I watched it. I just cannot remember the name of it. Um, maybe it was that one. It's too late. No, that was definitely not. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Snitch the other night on somewhere, and I don't remember. But, yeah, as far as... I mean, you can laugh at Channing Tatum all you want, but I would prepare yourself for it to be something like that that you're just really not going to be happy with. Mm. I, I'm, 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 I'm afraid of that. I'm, I'm afraid of them... <laughs> And the thing is, is here's the thing, and, and we'll see if you agree with this. I don't think I th- I think you can panic all you want about, you know, um, who they select, but I honestly don't believe that you will be able to tell until the movie starts. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, yeah. you saw the you saw the fit. I can't find that movie, but he was really funny and really good at it. Was it get Get Shorty or something? That one? Something like that. But Get Get Shorty was a, a completely different movie. I think Joe Pesci was in that. But yes, yeah, something. Maybe it was Get Shorty too. I don't know. It was something like that. It was a it was an ensemble cast that actually had quite a few people in it. Uh, that just blew my mind, and it was kind of a bit role, but but he really uh, he really did a good job in it. Be cool, be cool, yeah. That was the one. It was it was kind of the spiritual successor to get Shorty. Yeah, and he was really kind of. What did it get? It. What's the rating on? Eh, I got a five six on on IMDb. That's not horrible, but but yeah, you were right with John Travolta. Um. But I, 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 it's just like when they when they cast Anne Hathaway as, as Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can act, you can act. Yeah, true. And, and I didn't hear too many people bitching after the movie came out. You're always gonna have people bitching. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll have to see. But uh, let's let's finish up the show so you can <laughs> probably go to bed. Go to bed. Um. So if you'd like to get in touch with us and tell us who you think should be the next Batman or or other things we talked about on tonight's show, we have a number of ways you can do that. First off, Facebook. That's right, we have a Facebook. Uh, it's WonderPod Online. All pretty much all one word. Uh, send us a friend request. If you are not a bot, we will accept it. If you are a bot, 
kudos for being able to listen to an audio podcast. Um, we also have a website. It's wonderpodonline.com, wonderpodonline.com. Not a hell of a lot going on there, but the podcast is always there. Um, we post it every Friday, usually every Friday morning, and included in that is an embedded player on the post. So you don't want to download things, you can just listen on the embedded player. If you do want to download things, though, you can go to iTunes. We're there. Or if you don't like iTunes, there's archive.org. Um, we have a shit ton of YouTube channels. Nothing been added in a while, but hey, go go play some of the classics, including some clip, some audio slash video clips of best kind of best ofs of some of our older WonderPods. They're always fun to go give a listen to. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's at WonderPodOnline, all one word. And we have an email address. It's WonderPodOnline at gmail.com. WonderPodOnline at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> listen to me or uh, follow me and watch John and Roger fight all week. Uh, it's at O-R-I-G-I-M. Or you can follow John on Twitter. Shit, forgot that part. <laughs> At John Keogh, J-O-N-K-E-H-O-E. Until episode 169, I am Bruce McGee, and I'm off to find out how what it takes to become a geek god. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>